130 episodes of Canada's Pinball Podcast. You know, I've come to one singular conclusion that pretty much defines so much of the pinball new in box collector's mentality, and that is this. So many people bitch about pinball machines, and then after they're done bitching, they go buy the machine. They go buy the damn machine. There is this cycle of contempt that most of you can't get out of. And the simple reason is because you're addicted. You are simply addicted to pinball machines. You need new pinball machines. You feel like a child on Christmas morning when a new game arrives. And whenever a new game is revealed, you always go through the same sort of feelings of, oh my God, it's amazing. Or, oh my God, I can't believe that's on the game. Or they took that out of the game. What the hell are they thinking? I'm not going to buy this game. And then a few weeks later, you buy the game. All right, because you know what? We finally heard from Jersey Jack. He's been hiding out in Europe doing God knows what. He's fighting the European front of pinball. And we hear from him. He got interviewed by our friend Jonathan Justin. So I think he's got like two more names attached to that, but I can only remember those two of pinball news. And he interviewed Jack. And I'm not going to play the interview. I'm going to summarize the interview for you. Jersey Jack apologizes for removing the three concentric rings from Pirates of the Caribbean. He says the reason why was reliability. They're not going to ship you a broken game. They can't do that. They've got an obligation to get you a pinball machine that actually works. Well, thank you, Jack. Thanks so much, buddy. I really appreciate it that you're not going to ship me a broken product. You know what that tells me? That tells me that your name is not Andrew Highway. But okay, if you, if you believe the reliability story, that's cool. He also said that, you know what? We, we didn't lose orders. There might be people bailing out, but those weren't real orders. Those were just pre-order dollars that people put down. Like the non-refundable orders that people put with distributors, that money wasn't going to Jersey Jack Pinball. So he doesn't really see that as a loss. Okay? And here's the thing too. He also says that if you want a full-featured game, there's nothing else out there quite like Pirates of the Caribbean. And you know what? He's right. Jersey Jack is right. There is no other game that puts as much into the game as Jersey Jack Machines. And I think Jack is finally, not finally, I think he realizes the same thing that Gary Stern realizes, the same thing that George Gomez realizes, that you guys out there, you guys out there will bitch, 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 but you're still going to buy. You're still going to buy. Because if you want a full-featured game like Pirates of the Caribbean, if you want a game packed with toys and new things and, you know, complex code and deep code and LCDs with beautiful animations, what are you going to go buy? What are you going to go buy? Okay? That's the thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that they remove these rings. I still think Pirates of the Caribbean is going to do okay. Now, I just think it's going to do okay. I don't think that Pirates of the Caribbean is going to be Jersey Jack Pinball's best-selling game because the, the thing that is just the ultimate reality about this game is nobody really wants a Pirates of the Caribbean-themed game right now in 2018. What you really want is a great pinball experience, okay? Now, Pirates of the Caribbean could not come out at a worse time, if you ask me, because there's another game out there that I think people are lukewarm on the theme, 
but the game itself, the game itself is just blowing people away, all right? I've never seen more positive response to a new Stern pinball machine. Uh, I've never seen it like it is with Iron Maiden. Have, have you? Like what game have we seen since like Metallica, since maybe ACDC? I don't know, I, don't, I can't remember because I came into this hobby after Metallica was out, after ACDC was out. Every Stern game that I've seen release has always been a little bit of like a lukewarm response. I remember when Ghostbusters got revealed. Remember the hysteria there and all 400 Ghostbusters LEs sold out? But the thing with this is Ghostbusters was a game that when we saw it, we fell in love with it. And then people started playing it and they're like, oh my God, this game sucks. <laughs> like it was literally like that. Like the actual pinball experience of Ghostbusters was so bad. And that, and, and it was like, you know, it was like you were staring at this beautiful game and then you realize like it wasn't going to shoot well. And you're like, shit, shit. And it was Ghostbusters, which is a theme that people love way more than Pirates of the Caribbean and Iron Maiden. But man, Maiden mayhem is real. Like it is real because if you read the thread, this isn't just people who bought it convincing you it's great. You know, those people are called alien buyers, okay? An alien buyer, a highway pinball supporter, that's the person who buys the game and then just convinces everyone it's the greatest experience ever. Even though you go play an alien at a show and it's like really slow, it's really floaty, it's really clunky, the game itself is not that good. But if you bought one, then it's the greatest thing ever and you will tell everybody that. But Iron Maiden's different. Iron Maiden's different because I'm hearing from a lot of people who are not even owners that are playing this game on location saying it's something special. It's really something special. And here's what I heard today. I heard that Canada's pinball podcast might actually have infiltrated into the code system of Iron Maiden pinball. That when you start an Iron Maiden pinball game at certain points, it says, welcome to my world under glass or something like that. And I don't know, maybe I should trademark World Under Glass and get a royalty every time the game is turned on. Um, but that's the thing, it's like bitch and then buy, bitch and then buy. Now what happens when people aren't bitching and they really wanna buy a pinball game? I think you have a situation like we're gonna have today. And today is the day we've been waiting for because today is the day, it's either today or tomorrow, that we are most likely going to see Iron Maiden LE and Iron Maiden Premium. Now, I've been talking to um, some of my people over at Stern, and apparently, I think the ultimate decision on when to reveal it is up to the band themselves, that they have permission uh, of when it gets released. So, uh, and I think Stern is making these games, that they're supposed to be getting them next week, and I think we should see an Iron Maiden Premium or LE at Allentown uh, on May 4th and 5th. So it's coming soon. I've, it's never been like this, right? There's never been this wait to see the premium in LE right up until they're going to ship. And think about that for a minute. Let's think about that for a minute. Stern Pinball is going to show you the premium and LE version of their game pretty much within the same week that it ships. The same week. Now let's think about Jersey Jack Pinball strategy about how I'm gonna show you a game almost a year out from when it ships. Now, the other part of the Jack interview that was interesting is he said, well, we're never gonna show games early like this again. We've learned our lesson. We're not gonna do it, all right? We're not gonna do it. 
And part of me is like, Jack, like, are you even like, is this like a conversation and a strategy you're having with yourself? Like he just flip-flops back and forth. Remember Jack said he wasn't going to show a game until it was ready uh, after The Hobbit, right? He said he learned the lessons from The Hobbit and he said he wasn't going to show dialed in before it was ready to, for the assembly line. And what did he do? He showed it like four to six months early. Okay, but this one's been really interesting because they showed it so goddamn early. And here's my question for them. Now, I want you guys to think about this scenario. What if Jack didn't show Pirates of the Caribbean early? What if he was designing it with a three concentric disc and they you know, were doing it all behind closed doors, right? Would they have found out that there was a reliability issue? Or did they only discover that because they put these games on location and because of all that constant abuse, that's when they realized that the concentric rings weren't going to work. Now here's, you could believe what they say or you could believe that it's a bunch of bullshit. Now I'm somewhere in the middle because here's here's why. You're telling me, you're telling me that they couldn't figure out how to make those things work. And you know, if you, if you listen to what Eric and Jack say, they keep using a very specific line after they say it was a reliability issue. They keep saying, and we ran out of time. We ran out of time. What, what, what does that mean, you ran out of time? I, I don't get that. It's not like we're trying to launch a satellite to catch an image of like, Pluto and we have to launch within this window or else we won't be able to make it because the planets won't be lined up accurately. Like what do you mean you ran out of time? Like we have to get the game into production. Are you telling me that the two years they spent R&Ding this mechanism, uh, they, they, they didn't see any of this wear and tear issue? They, they, nothing popped up? That this wasn't a cost cutting measure? And and so, like, I don't get it. I, I really, I don't buy it. I just don't because, like, I don't get why they can't fix it. Um, and I, as some people are saying, the last thing I want in a pinball machine is to have to stare up at the LCD screen more for these things. Like, I, I, you know, Jack's like, we're going to spend hundreds, he said this, hundreds of hours coding the three concentric rings that will take place on the LCD screen. And what, doesn't that take a lot of time? And in that time, can't you make the actual physical things work? All right. Now, here's the thing. I think all of us just need to put, uh, you know, Spinnergate to rest. It's not going to, this is a done deal. You either accept the game as it is, you either bitch about it, or you don't buy it, or you bitch about it and you buy it. Some people are still staying in on their orders. I don't, you know, what do I think is going to happen? I, look, I, I still think it's a beautiful game. I don't think Pirates of the Caribbean is a turd fest by any means right now. I just think that Jersey Jack games are really expensive. And I don't think they make people as excited to buy those games as they should, considering how much is in those games. And I think if you look at how Jersey Jack launches their products... And, and everything that goes into the way they d- bring their pinball machines into the world, I think they do have a lot to learn about what is the best strategy by which to create the kind of hype and the kind of excitement that you need when you launch a pinball machine. And you could argue the way Jack dismisses the pre-order people and the pin side people that all these companies might look at pin side people. They might look at the hyper... Uh, 
you know, the hyper fanatic as irrelevant, right? They might put those pe- like you people who follow pinball podcasts every day, you people who are on pinball forums every day, they might consider you to be like pointless in their strategy. They might be like, we're going to get those people anyway. And they might be right because they might just assume that you guys are addicted, that you guys are going to buy, that you guys, it is like a drug to all of you. And as much as you complain, you'll still go in on the next one and in on the next one. And can you blame them for kind of considering you guys to be somewhat irrelevant to their marketing strategy, that their marketing strategy is more about we need to get new people buying our products who are you know, putting game rooms in their homes. We need to get people who buy one pinball machine to maybe consider two. That the majority of people out there who do buy pinball machines probably don't have like five to 10 pinball machines. I don't know. It's hard to tell because none of this data is out there. I mean, all we can do is speculate. But look, I, I think Pirates of the Caribbean, it's like, when is it even coming out? You know, we still, we still don't know. And I think what's going to happen to this, here's, what, here's, my, here's my hunch of what is going to happen with Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's going to be very similar to what happened with The Hobbit. I, I think that people are going to, who buy it, are going to con- try to convince you that it is like such an amazing game that you just have to give it, you have to give it a chance. You just have to play it in a home use environment. You just have to play it like in the right settings. You have to set up the machine properly. It has to be dialed in. You're going to get all this stuff. And then what's going to happen is people are going to play Iron Maiden and have so much fucking fun in like four minutes. And they're going to be like, this is pinball. This is what pinball was always supposed to be. This like immediate, like satisfying and gratifying toy that has blinking lights and call outs and like music and like, you know, bright artwork. This is what pinball is supposed to be. And I think that's what's happened to me. As I look at all these companies out there, it's hard to deny that I think Stern just is the best at making the, the most fun pinball experiences. Do I think they make the best games or have the most innovation? On a, on a level of fun, I don't think anyone can beat Stern. They give you the most fun themes. They make the games the most approachable. And they like consistently crank out a variety of options for you to choose from. I mean, if you walk into Stern Pinball, it's like walking into Baskin Robbins. They've got, what, like 31 flavors for you to choose from. You walk into Jersey Jack, they've got like four. So it's like real simple. Like which pinball company out there is actually appealing to like what your interests are? And that's Stern Pinball. And I, and I think Stern has really, got, has really started to understand what makes a machine fun and also what makes a machine desirable. So they've, they've added the artwork and they've gotten that to a level where it's very, very respectable. It's like the best artwork in the business right now. They've got great coding going on. I keep hearing how great the code on Iron Maiden is. And here's the thing. What I love about hearing all of that is I'm also not hearing it's coming from Lyman Sheets. So now they have two amazing code people cranking these games out. And the fact that Iron Maiden is shipping with pretty much complete code says a lot. So I, I, just, I just think that where Jack wins on innovation, Stern wins on fun factor. And, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. Ultimately, you need to make your pinball machine fun. That is always going to be the reason why people go back. It, it's not just about complexity and graphics and this and that. You know, I'm talking a little bit in the world of arcade games. Some of the most simple arcade games are the most fun and they don't have the most complex rules. They don't have the most incredible visuals, but they're just really fun to play. You know, why do we all love playing Connect Four? 
because I can tell you how to play Connect 4. Because Connect 4 is a game everyone can jump on and immediately enjoy. It's almost intuitive what to do. You know, when I look at some of these games, and I, even when I try to understand Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, all these inserts everywhere, yada, yada, yada. Is it really hard to understand or is it easy to understand? I, that was my concern about Iron Maiden is I saw so many inserts on the play field. It, it looked like it was probably going to be really, really confusing. But what I'm hearing is it's the complete opposite. And so that's great. And that is great. Okay. But here's, here, here's, here's the thing. It's like, ultimately, ultimately, how long can Jersey Jack go without creating the kind of hype he needs and the kind of demand he needs to he, see Jersey Jack should be punching, should be lights out against Stern as a competitor. If they release a game head to head lights out. I mean, seriously, it's like, it, it, I don't understand why with all they put into their games, they can't create a game that has more hype than, than a Stern game. Can, do you know why? Would you email me why? Why Jack, who has a higher bomb, who spends more time developing these games, who, who's, who's, who can focus on only one game? I mean, think about that for a minute. Stern Pinball is manufacturing at any one time. They are R&Ding probably like four to eight games at once. And Jack can focus on like one game. And he needs to get that one game right. And they never can just like get it right and knock it out of the park. Why is that? Why is that? They're so freaking close. I want to just like get in my demon, drive over to JJP and be like, all right, guys, time the fuck out. Like, what is going on here? Where's Toy Story? Let me see this fucking thing. Is it fucking amazing? Come on. What the fuck are we doing? That's enough with this bullshit. Pirates of the Caribbean, like, if I saw the release schedule, Pirates of the Caribbean, Toy Story, Willy Wonka. Okay, this is cool, man. Jack, this is great. But what the fuck is that Pirates of the Caribbean doing up there? You need a hit, all right? You need a fucking hit. That's not going to be a hit. The hit's Toy Story. The hit is Willy Wonka. And even that, I'd be like, really? Come on. Something contemporary. Because nobody wants Toy Story 4. Nobody. If this game focuses primarily on Toy Story 4, I mean, God help us. Toy Story 1 is the shit. Just make it about Toy Story 1. All right? I'm excited today. I'm just walking around my apartment doing a freaking pinball podcast. I just worked out. I just wor It's beautiful out. It ate a healthy breakfast. And you know what? You know what? Iron Maiden, LE and Premium today. Aren't you excited? Here's why. Because it's freaking Iron Maiden, LE and Premium. <laughs> this is going to be the nicest LE Stern has ever done. It, it is. I, I literally, I, I've, I've heard from people who are honest with me. And they would tell me, eh. But they're like, dude, wait. Wait. And I got some advice, Tiki over there, selling yours for 10500 Dude, you're, you, what are you doing? This game is going to sell for 11000 plus, $12,000 on the secondhand market. It just is. Just watch. Mark my words. People are not going to want to let this machine go. It is going to be that special. And for those of you saying this is just an anomaly, it's a fluke game at Stern, you may be right. You may, there is nothing to indicate that's, that this game is going to you know, it's going to raise the bar and that we're going to see the next games from Stern uh, reach that same level. This is Keith Elwin's game. All right. This is Keith Elwin's game. And, you know, he designed it. it, it Stern bought this game from him. That's what you're getting. You're not getting a game developed inside Stern's factory walls from day one. Now, that's awesome that they now hired Keith Elwin. So he's going to be making more Stern games in the future. And I bet you... If Iron Maiden sells like hotcakes 
and you're George Gomez and Gary Stern, and you're allocating resources and funds, who are you going to give them to? Hey, Keith, we're going to give you whatever you want to make your next title because people effing love what you do. That's what happens in business in any industry. You put your money behind the winners. And Keith Elwin right now, he's winning. His design is a winner. It's a home run. All right? He's knocked it out of the park. There's no, uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right? He, basically, this will be the biggest title of Stern this year. I, I, I think easily. Easily. Will this outsell Star Wars? I don't know. I don't think so. I still think Star Wars, just as a theme, is easier for distributors to sell to people than Iron Maiden. Will this go down as a longer selling game than Star Wars? Absolutely. Will this ultimately eclipse Star Wars sales when all is said and done? I think so. I do. I think Star Who wants Star Wars now? Who is talking about Star Wars? Like, nobody. 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 I mean, Star Wars will still go down in history as the worst theme integration ever. And it's not even Steve Ritchie's fault. I mean, working with Disney and Lucas on the game was probably an effing nightmare. It's just terrible. But here's the thing. is like Stern easily could have made Star Wars Keith Elwin's design. You see, that's the thing. is like they just slapped Iron Maiden onto this. this could have, Keith Elwin's design could have been Guardians of the Galaxy. It could have been Ghostbusters. It could have been like every Stern machine we've seen. It could have been Batman. But you know what? We'll only ever be able to see it as Iron Maiden and it works. And it work, it's working for people. All right? All right. What else is going on in the pinball world? I'm kind of just like spitballing. Sorry, guys. I just wanted to get something up. That's what you get to do. You know, I don't have to wait for, I don't have to wait for interviews all the time. I don't have to wait for like, like a co-host all the time. I can just get you guys some pinball thoughts. All right, so I reached out to my boy at Deep Root, Robert Mueller, and they're working behind the scenes. They're working hard. A little bit of an update. I just asked him, I'm like, you know, because I, you know, I challenged him to show me uh, some Magic Girl working. And he responded that Magic Girl is being redesigned, pretty much completely redesigned, and is just getting to the white wood phase. Now, it is kind of funny that Magic Girl, a game that John Papaduke announced um, for the first time, when was it, like 2012 or something like that? That Magic Girl is going back into Whitewood stage. And I was told that the game that comes out will look like the game that we have seen, probably artistically, but it's probably mechanically going to be different. Uh, but I also heard this interesting point about it, that it's not a priority right now for them. That Magic Girl is not a priority. And that's just interesting because, it, it, which means to me that they're not going to get Magic Girl done by Texas Pinball Festival 2019. Which leads me to believe that all of the Zidware games that are subsequent to follow will also uh, not be ready in time. That Raza won't be there that um, Alice in Wonderland. Now, if I were Robert, you know, here's my marketing advice for you, man. I would, I would start with Alice. I, I think it's the best looking game. I think it's the most beautiful art package Zombietti's ever drawn. I don't even know why you're remaking Magic Girl. I, I really don't. Like, the, the Magic Girl owners got their game. They were broken. The only owners that you need to satiate are Raza and Alice in Wonderland people. I, I don't know why you're even bothering with Magic Girl. And... You know, it's, it's, I, I guarantee you, 
working with John to redesign a John Papadou game is going to be a colossal nightmare. There is, there's no way this thing is going to go smoothly. And, and there has to be some, I bet there's some hesitation happening now in Robert's head that, you know, working with John probably wasn't the best move because he's got all these other designers who can start from, you know, can start from page one without any baggage, without any drama, without any legal notices without any like pissed off customers. But, you know, I'll say this, the man is very bullish. The man is very bullish. The man is determined to succeed in this industry. And I think uh, we're just gonna have to wait and see. We're just gonna have to wait and see what goes on. All right. All right. What else is going on in the pinball world? Anything else? Anyone like even talking about Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle anymore, right? See how quickly the hype goes. It's like there, then it's not. You have that window. Uh, I think the next thing is like Alice Cooper production timeline is going to come out. And do I think they're going to get 500 people on the list? I, of course. As I said, you guys are addicted to pinball. And it's like a limited run pinball game. I, I, I think they're going to be buyers. Um, big day today with Iron Maiden, LE, and Premium. Big day today. Anything else that I'm missing about pinball? You know, some P3s are trickling out. I mean... One at a time, it seems like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, you know, it's like pinball's funny, right? There's like, there's like the major leagues where things are actually happening, and then there's everything else. I did hear that Dutch pinball, uh, look, things are like looking good. I, I heard that they are actually getting close. That is what I'm hearing. I also heard they got an investor. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. There might still be hope for the Big Lebowski. But that's another game where it's like, how old does the Big Lebowski sound right now? Like, we're still... T it's like, imagine like a movie that came out in theaters in 2014 and it's like, they keep trying to re-release it in theaters every year. And at some point, you're, you're just like, I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done with this game. Like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, that's it, folks. A little short little podcast for you this morning. Bitch and then buy, bitch and then buy. Keep doing it, keep complaining, but keep buying. You guys are addicted. You're addicted. You know, I like I talked to some of my friends and you know, it's like they travel around the world. No matter where they go on vacation, they have to seek out pinball. It's like what's wrong with you people? When you go somewhere with your family, like enjoy the culture of that place. Don't don't spend don't even waste a minute like going to like play pinball that you play all the time when you're at home and at the pinball shows. I don't get it. Are you that addicted to the silver ball? Like right now it's starting to get really beautiful out in New York City. And it's just like the last thing you should do on a beautiful day or a beautiful night in a city that never sleeps is, is hunker down in front of a pinball machine. I mean, pinball is like a winter sport. I mean, it is totally a winter sport. It's not something you want to do when it's beautiful out. You waste a day of your life like trying to get a higher score in a pinball machine? No way. No way. And for those of you who say like pinball is like more social than arcade games, I, I got to I want to tell you what I did last weekend. I went to Barcade in Brooklyn. They've got they got like four pinball machines, all right? Then they have all the arcade machines and they have Street Fighter 2 there. All right? Street Fighter 2 Turbo. And for two and a half hours with 50 cents, I just like stayed on that machine and beat like all these guys with 50 cents. And you get to know the people you're playing against. It's, it's, the games are over in three minutes or less. It's fun to watch people play Street Fighter in the arcade. Pinball's not like that. 
it's not like fun to watch people play pinball against other people. I mean, it's like, and like no one's on the pinball machines. I was laughing too because the, the crew here in New York City who goes to Pioneer's Bar, they're on Facebook complaining about the nights that people actually go to Pioneer Bar to like drink beers and get laid and meet people. Like, you don't want to go on a Friday night. All these yuppies are there and you can't hear the pinball machines. And every time I go there, they, they're playing like great music. Everyone's drinking out of a good time and the pinball machines are empty. And I just love the difference of how pinball people look at the world and how the rest of the world looks at the world. And I'm somewhere in the middle. And I think people who enjoy this hobby are somewhere in the middle is I enjoy pinball, but it is not the center of my universe. It is not the thing I seek out to have a good time when I, when I travel. I would never travel the world with my family on a pinball excursion. Like what the fuck? Like the five days of Roto, Dave, have you guys seen this thread on Pinside? I mean, is there any more like, like guy who needs more attention to everything he does in pinball than Roto Dave? And I know he listens to this show, but he creates his own thread called the five days of Roto Dave to see what he can do. It's just like, just dude, I challenge Roto Dave to actually go on a vacation, like spend a week and not play pinball and, and see what happens. Like, I think your penis will still be there, Dave, at the end of that week. Like, it's okay, bro. Like, you don't have to make pinball the cultural epicenter of everything you do, all right? These things are, like, expensive, too. I mean, damn, it's like, I was looking at, you know, some of these recent games and everything, and I'm looking at, like, even my own finances as I'm saving for a wedding, and it's kind of stupid how much pinball machines are for the experience you get. And I say that because I just bought God of War. If you haven't played God of War on PlayStation, oh my effing God, it is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And it's like $69. And I keep, I, it's hard to shake the fact that, you know, pinball is kind of broken. It, it really should be like you buy one platform and you can swap in different games without having to spend $10,000 each time. It doesn't work, we know that. Because a playfield can't be stored the way a compact disc can. And you don't even need compact discs anymore because everyone buys and downloads their video games now. But it's just, it's just so unfortunate that you guys have picked a hobby, me included, that to continue to have new experiences in it, it, it literally is like sending a kid to college each time you buy a new game. I know I'm probably talking about a college in like Indonesia, but like whatever, like the price of a small car every time you want a new pinball experience is effing crazy. I think more people should open up pinball arcades and barcades. That way you guys can get your fix without the whole town having to go bankrupt buying pinball machines. I don't think I have anything else interesting to say in this podcast. Before I lose all of you as listeners, I'm going to go to work. See you later, nits. Happy